Welcome to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese, a program that can help you become liberated in the modern world. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin W. Reese. Show business. It can suck the life out of you. It's a monster. It can completely alter your life if you decide to get into this business. Welcome to episode number 32. For all the listeners that have been with me from the beginning, you may not know I used to be in show business. I was a radio personality on Hot 93.7 FM here in Hartford, Connecticut for 12 years. There's a lot of experiences that come along with that. Not just external, but internal. So I wanted to do an episode where I dive into the dynamic of show business. And in order to do that, I picked a special guest, my old coworker, Nancy Barrow, who, as far as I can remember, has been the morning show host at Hot 93.7. And even before that, she was on radio for many years. This is a veteran of show business. But, you know, in my 16 years in show business, 12 of which I spent with Nancy, I found her to be a little different. You know, she has a segment called Namaste of the Day. (laughs) And when I heard that, I was like, all right, she's the one to come on this podcast and, and talk on this topic. She's also a vegetarian. She owns a horse. And she experiments with meditation. Yeah. And I figured, who better to shed some light on this crazy little business (laughs) because as you know i left you i felt like you were smart like your energy shifted and changed completely shifted yeah and it's a really i was just telling someone today i'm like my life is really loud you gotta find a way to quiet it right yeah so i meditate um and i've been toying with doing transcendental meditation Mm, tm have you ever tried it I have a story about that. Okay, because there's like a whole thing. You have to find someone. I did the the open house. You did. I was into it. I did my research. I saw that Jerry Seinfeld did it. I saw that other people did it. Yeah, like Howard Stern does it. I was on my way to go give them $1,000. Right. And my car broke down. Oh, that was a a message not to give them $1,000. I came home. Yeah. And I did some more research and I ended up finding my guru and I never needed TM again so how did you find your guru I studied mad people from Eckhart Tolle to Yogananda I mean I went I went through everyone and then just one day the right person just stood out to me really yeah and I just rolled there and the meditation just increased and life, I had, life I had, got better. I had to take classes to learn how to meditate. Yeah. And I went to this woman in Newington. Her name is Hetty. And she's an old Polish woman. Yeah. And um, she taught me how to quiet myself. Yeah. 
by moving. Like, so she, she would make us jump around and move our bodies and you get really embarrassed in this group of people where you're like, you know, waving your arms and you're doing stuff. Is it dynamic meditation? No. So it's, she's like, you have to shift your energy. Yeah. Before you can be quiet. So she makes us move, shift our energy. I know what you're talking about. And then you can meditate. But she... My guru, my guru does the same thing. It's called, he calls it active meditation. So yeah. you, you work yourself up and then you bring oh, that heart rate way down. It's, it, it's it amazing, was, right? It, it was amazing for me because like I, I was like, I look like an idiot in front of all this class. Like there was probably a class of like eight women. And I was like, I feel uncomfortable, like moving my body, shaking my arms. And you're Nancy Barrow from the morning show, so <laughs> I make a fool of myself all the time. You know that. Like I have, I have no shame in that. But I was like, it just was outside of my box. Right. You know what I mean? It was like my comfort zone wasn't there. Like, you know, I can be cool and whatever, but this was out of my comfort zone. But it got me into this deep. She would do guided meditations after that, and I'm telling you. Kev, like, when I tell you, like, I saw things, and, like, when you're in that deep meditative state, like, I just can't explain it to anybody. It's beautiful. It's unbelievable. It's beautiful. It's because, like, you know, like, you got out of the business. Mm -hmm. Our business is really it's, hard. It's crazy. It's, it's, it'll kill you. It will. It will really kill you. It, it will. And so. And, that, and that's one of the things I want to talk about. You've yeah. been on the radio. My whole life. I, I worked with you for 12 years. Yeah. And I'm coming up on 10 years gone. Yeah. So you've been I've, at Hot 93.7 for 25 years? It'll be, tw so I've been there, tw it'll be, it was 21 this last October, so it's 22. Plus you were at another station. Then I was in, in, I was in Buffalo for five years. I was in Albany for five years, and my first job was in Houston. Yeah. At a small AM station. You've been on the radio your whole life. My whole, ever since Your whole I, adult life. Yeah, I, I started in college. So 18, 19. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, st I was on the radio in college. And you're on, you're at the top of the, of, f from a local standpoint, you're yeah. on the top. Morning show is it. Yeah. That's yeah. the top. Y yep. Even though you get up at four in the morning. Four in the morning every day. And it was so funny. So can I tell you a story about what happened to me today? Yeah. Somehow my phone, which is my alarm, I have three alarms. Two are like, okay, you need to get up. And the third one is like, you best get up now. Mm. But there's some days where I just need that that third one. Um, so something happened with the setting in my phone today last night, and I woke up. It said it was you know 4:20. I got up, took my shower, put on my makeup, went downstairs to make my coffee and feed the dogs, and walk the dogs. And I look at my clock and it said 2:30. So mm. a setting in my phone changed. It was 2:30. Oh my god! And I went right back to bed. And I fell sound asleep. Yeah. Which I think is a real testament to, again, quieting your mind, being able to really be in a relaxed state to be able to fall back asleep. Because a lot of people would have just stayed up. When and I, I just can't. I when, love sleep so much. Yeah. I, I And you, you're up every day so early. So early. And then on top of that, every now and again, you got to be up late. Yep. There's a concert. There's an event in New York. You know. You know how it is. You, you did. Yeah, you, you hop down there and you want to network and be with the record labels. Yep. And then so how do you manage your sleep after all these years? I sleep on the weekends really late. No, And I don't know many people who do that. 
you know, it's really funny. Like a lot of people, if they get up at four, like they'll wake up at seven. I do not. I don't wake up until my dogs start barking and he's like, okay, listen, I really need to pee. Yeah. <laughs> so I have been able to really shut it off. And I, I feel like that's what has saved me. Yeah. Otherwise I would have had to been out, be out like you had been out. I, I can shut it off. And, and I have a horse. So yeah. I, Lenny. <laughs> Lenny. Shouts to Lenny. <laughs> 10 years because he has been the quiet saving grace Yeah, where I go to Harwinton and it's, I don't know what it is about horses, very grounding and I get dirty and I stink and I don't care. It's like the best feeling, but it's my, it's my real life woosah. It's like, yeah. it's my happy place. Sure. It's, I mean, radio and music, I love it. I really love it. It's probably forever ingrained in who I am. Like I remember sitting in my house when I was really young and I, you know, I would play records and I would sit in there and I'd learn the words and I'd sing everything like really young, Yeah, really young. And so I love music. It's, you know, it is what I've always wanted to do. I thought I'd be in a record company trying to find Mm, talent. That's what I really thought. A&R. Yeah, I really yeah. wanted to do that. I really thought yeah. that would be the coolest thing ever. So you yeah. find talent and you can like help them get yeah. really big. Sure. That would be great. But then the radio just happened in college. But I swear if I didn't have Lenny, I don't know I don't know how I would do it. So helping you with inner peace is your horse, your yes. dogs, oh my gosh. and the meditation. Yeah, because I've always yeah. loved animals. Like animal, if I could be on Animal Planet, like that would be my favorite. Like you know, what <laughs> right I mean? on. You know? That'd be your your fantasy hosting gig. Yeah, that's my fantasy hosting gig. Like seriously, <laughs> I feel like if I could ever do anything like leave radio, that would probably make me happy. But then you have to go to New York, and that's a whole other energy I can't deal with anymore. That's the interesting thing about where we are in Hartford. We're yeah. two hours from New York City and two hours from Boston. Yep. We're in the thick of it and yep. there's not much excuses. It's like if something's going down in the city. You got to go. You got to go unless you just wave your white flag and say, I don't want to do it anymore, which is what I did at the end of my career. I've waved my flag a few times. Yeah. <laughs> like I used to go with Buck all the time. Yeah. And, but and, and let's. I, I don't even know. We people, can't even. People we, listening to this yeah. don't probably know who Buck, Buck is. is. It's a different yeah. demographic. But yeah. this man. At his age is nonstop. Nonstop. He loves the music industry. It's his soul. Like, it's what keeps him going. He's on a cruise in Jamaica with all the Marleys. It's a Marley cruise. So he's out there with, like, Skip Marley. Wow. He loves this stuff. He only gets three hours of sleep. I think maybe four would be a lot for him. Yeah. And I keep telling him, like, sleep will make you healthy. So you need to sleep because... That heart attack thing. Yeah, it's real. You know, I'm going, it's I'm getting real. a calcium test today because like I feel a lot of stress. Right. I feel stressed differently. And our, Which, mutual, our mutual friend and ex-co-worker, Jason Ricketts, had an emergency quad, surgery. Quintuple bypass or quadruple bypass. Yeah. He was, what, 39? Yeah, at the time. Or maybe even, yeah. Younger. Yeah, he may I, have been. I, I just remember I got a text message from mm-hmm. him one mm-hmm. day. And he was, it said, I should have listened to you. I just woke up from emergency surgery. He said that to you? Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. And I was like, whoa. I was like, you're in an emergency? Like he just, it's like he passed out and woke up. And that's it. And that's it. He had emergency heart surgery and didn't even know it. 
How did you know when it had gotten too much for you? Like, when did you realize, like, this isn't a healthy lifestyle for me and not what I want in the long run? Oh, I knew. I knew almost immediately. Going to be into radio. You. Uh, by the time I was like 25, I, I knew. I knew. Like, really? Like, what happened? Like, what did you. It just wasn't for me. It's not my lifestyle. It never was. It's a hustle. It never was. It's and, but I was, I was lucky that I got hit with the whole Saturday night thing. Yeah. Because if I had to do five days a week, I wouldn't have lasted as long. Yeah, There's you guys no had way. a really good thing going. It was really funny. Really good thing going, and I got to put all my energy in the six hours. One six-hour shift, yeah, which is a long shift it's in radio. It's a long shift in radio. That's and, grueling. But And it would mess up my sleep Yeah, because it was, you know, you get off the air at 3 in the morning. Yeah. You know, it messes your whole weekend up. The whole thing. But what you do is a grind. It's a, it's what a, I did is a grind. monster. I tell everybody, I'm like, it's not for everybody. No. So we've been through how many people in the morning. It's show. a cool job though. It's a great job yeah. for me. It's a great job because I'm a morning person, I think, but then I really like staying up late. I don't really know what I am because I think by force, I'm a morning person. Like I'm pretty happy when when I get up. <laughs> when I got up today, two thirty, and it was, yeah. you know, I thought it was four thirty. Like I was still in a good mood. I was like, I'm just a little bit tired, but okay, I can do this. It's just interesting. But how I'm, do you handle the appearances? Um, that I did not like appearances. You didn't. I, I didn't. Do you get me. anxiety? No. I mean, I don't like being stared at. Yeah. And, and see, here's, here's and everybody's staring at you with an, a critical eye too. Here's an interesting. Yeah dynamic it's different now because of the internet oh when i started back in 2001 from like 2001 to 2008 or so yeah nobody knew what you looked like no not really they unless just they went on the website and they saw pictures of it because we had right. still pictures right but for the most part you go out i'm, I'm giving i want to give the listeners a little picture here you go out you do an appearance at, say, a cell phone store, or you're in the club. Now, I was in the club a lot yeah, in my, early, in my were, early days. Yeah, you were. That's how you make extra money. I felt like a stripper at some point. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, I got to go to the club. So in order to get through it, I got to get drunk. <laughs> and there's always free drinks. Yeah, there's always free drinks. And so you go to these appearances, and people come up to you and go, oh, my God, that's you? You don't look like what you sound like. Right. And it's like this whole, it's this whole like weird, uncomfortable insecurity type thing. It's it, like, well, yeah, it, well, it's me. Yeah. It, it's really <laughs> odd too because people look at you differently. Like yeah. they really do judge you differently. Oh, yeah. At a hip hop station. At a hip hop station. And so, yeah. I, and it's really funny. Like I never feel like I have to prove myself at all. Like, you know, I grew up on Yo MTV Raps. That was like sure. my thing. And so I never, I don't feel weird about it at all. Um, but it's taken me a long time. Yeah. You know, and there's times where it is weird. It is a weird vibe, but I do like meeting people who listen to us yeah. and then say, oh my gosh, I listen every day on my way to work. And I'm like, well, what do you do? Because yeah. why are you listening to us? Like, what's your, what do you do? You yeah. know, so I find it fascinating meeting people and finding out what they do and that they actually listen to us. Yeah. Like how I go to the barn. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like it's a diversion for them. Like if they don't like their job or their boss, like they listen to the radio. I kind of look at it differently. Like, oh, they listen to us just to get out of the reality of it all. Yeah. So it's I, interesting. I, in a nutshell, 
radio is, you know, it's under the umbrella of the music industry. It is. And the music industry is under the umbrella of the entire entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. So this is show business. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't make it out of this thing alive. <laughs> oh, I mean, I was just talking about Heath Ledger the other day. Yes. I mean, I, I, they really don't. People put such a pressure on themselves. And if they have trouble sleeping, they get on pills or uh, some people have to medicate through alcohol or whatever it is, whether they're an actor or 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 they're on the radio or whatever it is. Even someone like David Letterman, I'm sure, I know, right? put a lot of pressure on himself to come out there five days a week. And do a great monologue. Right? But he does what you do times five on TV, or he did. Yeah, on TV. On TV yeah. with celebrities every day. Yeah. I can't, I can't, you know, it's, it's funny. I feel like. It takes something from you. It's got to. Oh, it does. It takes something from you. Could you, right now, if, if finances weren't a problem in any way, Mm -hmm. could you walk away right now and go be with Lenny in this barn house somewhere? Money wasn't an issue? No TV. (laughs) Money wasn't an issue. Oh yeah, I'd leave. Yeah. If money wasn't an issue, it's interesting too because I'm single and I take care of my own house, and mm-hmm. so like every bill is mine, everything is mine, and you think differently as you get older too. Like, how long can I do this? Yeah, you know. So I know there's a finite end to it, right? I do know that, and I but I do love Buck. Like I, Buck and I have a great relationship. We probably worked together for probably 17 years now, and I enjoy him. Yeah. And he's definitely more laid back than I am. I'm pretty anal retentive. He's, he's very introverted, and that's why you run the board. I'm that's assuming. That's with yeah. I'm very. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel, but like I for feel people pressure for people listening. Uh, I just said something they probably don't understand. I said you run the board. Yep. That means you're flying the plane. <laughs> I say that in radio, a lot. In radio, Kevin, I say that a lot. I'm like, or I'm saying, you're I'm driving the bus. Yeah, and. You know, so, you're hitting the buttons, and right. he and Buck sit into the side. Yeah, relaxed. And, then, and we have two, we have two other people who are with us. So, yeah. um, I ask people to like, hey, can you put that up on the website, or can you can you post something? Or, yeah. but it's it's a monster that I feel uh, it's a monster, and it's like my addiction. It's a monster. It's a kind of an addiction. Where do ratings fall into everything? When the book, when the ratings book come out, is it like D Day? You know it, what's really funny is I didn't have to deal with ratings. You don't. Um, back in the day, we lived and died by them. Yeah. Like back in the day, like when I did rocks, you know, when I did rock in Albany, we would send black roses to like our competitor who lost to us. Wow. Like our program director would send black roses. Wow. To them, like, so sorry about the book, you know, because <laughs> oh my, no, gosh. it was like so brutal. It's Kev. so like, competitive. It was crazy. Now things have changed a little bit. Like we're fortunate. Like I have to say, Hot Night Three Seven. Like the people who listen to us when they were in their twenties are still listening to us now. Yeah, like we, like our people have grown up with us. Yes, and so they still stay. So we have really really pretty good rating is like we yeah. haven't changed much right it's still hot like, 93 i always say when hot 93 7 came to harford in 2001 yep it was like mtv landed in harford yep 
it was the first time yep. anything like this had ever come our yep. way. And it yep. was like, whoa. And then, of course, the hot name. I know. Everyone associates with Hot 9-7 in yeah, New York. In New so York. they're like, what are you, like a sister station? Yeah, they all say, they still say that. They, they still, still think that. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because I feel like the ratings... You can live or die by them, right? Yeah. So I prefer not to, I'm going to say like, sometimes you're going to be good. Sometimes you'll be less good. Yeah. But we've always maintained good. Right. Which is amazing. Right. Um, and because I feel it's a well-run station and people really like the music and like, you know, some of our program directors always said the music's the star. Yes. I always say the listeners are the star too. Yeah. Like, you know, I feel like you Putting got, them on the air. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... You just got to, you have to really know who's listening to you and know what their lifestyle is, and then you can talk to them. Putting someone on the air is probably equivalent to somebody taking a selfie on Facebook. It's true. Yeah, right. It's giving somebody attention. A little shine, yeah. make them feel good. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. Like, we have Jingle Jam coming up. You know, you know oh, how that is. Gosh. See, I used to not like concerts. Really? No, no, no. Uh, going out on that stage, I don't, I'm not afraid of the crowd. It's just it wasn't my audience. Mm. The people that listened to me on Saturday nights weren't at Jingle Jam. <laughs> they were at Toad's Place. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. They were underground. They were definitely underground. Right. So they were like, <laughs> all right, we want you and DJ Big Man to go out and say hello. And it's like, hi. And they're just like, who are these people? But, well, they know. I think that you sell yourself a little short because you guys had a really popular show. We had a popular show. You had show. a really popular show. You And you worked at always having a really good topic. We treated it like a morning show. Yeah, you got to. And that's what it is. That's what it is. It's like we always do topics at 7.45 and 8.15. You have to come up with some good topics. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you come up with the times and it's pretty pretty easy to lay it out. Yeah. You know, just listen to, to a morning show anywhere in the country. Yep. And you'll you'll see the format. Yep. Except we had more lane to go over the boundaries. Oh, yeah, you did. Because once 10 p.m. hits. Yeah, you could. You could go over the line. And you guys did. I did some bad things. <laughs> I thought they were good things, though. I did some bad things. <laughs> I thought they were good things, though. But it's funny. Your transformation has stuck with so many people at the radio station. And it, it's, it's interesting that you talked about Jason, who had quadruple bypass. Yeah. Lucky to be alive. And yes. he says that a lot, yes. you know. Um, because I feel like a lot of people looked to you like, why would you leave? How yeah. did you leave? And then you shifted yeah. to this beautiful, holistic kind of life that. Yeah. And got a PhD. Right. And, and yeah, no, big man tells me all, not all the time, but you know, we, we talk every few months Yeah, and, and you know, he mentions that he's like, I didn't understand that. I thought you were an idiot for leaving. But it's hard. It's a different, it's, it's a hard different to world. walk away. You see that there's people. We like people. We like each other. It's hard to leave that that family, kind of. You, you just said the key word. It's a it's family. like a little family. Even when I come back, it still feels. Oh my like god! Family, you know, and it, it's 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 got this element of sports, where mm. like you're on the same team with someone. Yeah. And you're going through it, and and we were in a war together. Well, that's what I kind of feel like. We're an army. Like those army buddies. Like those jarheads, yeah, like right. we're all jarheads together. Right. You know, it is a battle. It, you are trying to compete for every listener and rating point. Yes. Because that is and money then, for the salespeople and then, then it gets money for you. But then on top of it, this is the part people don't know. There's, an, there's a friendly competition too amongst staff. 
Every, yeah, there e- is. Everyone wants the next spot. Yeah. Yep. Everyone's drooling over it. Yep. Everyone's like, when's Kid Fresh going to leave? <laughs> so like, when is Nancy going to get out of here? How come nobody ever leaves? And and, and he's still Kid Fresh. Can you really call him Kid anymore? Shout out to Kid Fresh. Yeah, shout out funny to Kid guy. Fresh. He is a funny guy. And, and And so there's always this inner competition of, oh, this person did this segment. Hmm. Well, and even in in our building, right? So there's there's four different stations. Right, the cluster, yeah. I I feel like I look at every morning show as I'm your competition. We're right. competition. I never look at it in a mean sense of the word, but I'm always like, it's great. We all know that Light 100.5 is going to be a monster when Christmas music comes on. Like you can't yeah. even compete with that. They're like number one in the country. It's like they're mm. crazy. Like it's amazing. And the AM station with politics. Yep. Um whether you agree or disagree it's you know that is that but i feel like and then there's tic fm and us and i feel like um i've always felt this way and probably because that's the way i was taught um that every morning show is your competition and always be you know you're only as good as your last break yeah it's a lot of pressure dude it is a pressure job it's a pressure cooker job people think it's so great and easy no but it's a it's a really hard job yeah like you said there's a lot of elements there's like layers to it like there's layers yeah it's just the job and then there's management and then we used to be cbs radio and now we're intercom and then there's different dynamics with that yeah, and a new company comes in you don't know you have to sign if they're a gonna contract get rid of you they don't, you don't know every three years i'm like always saying okay so maybe this is going to be my last year right uh, I, i'm always like that and right. that's it's kind of a hard way to and then to live your job you know, live hi, your life. Hi, it is and then and then if you wanted another job you got to look in other areas mm-hmm. i'm you, okay with that you have to be able to get up and leave yeah i've um since i've worked all over the place like albany was my home and then um i went to buffalo after my mom died and then um shout out to my mom it's her birthday today um yeah um in heaven and then i went to um after buffalo i came here but i was in houston too so i mean i feel like i've i've gone places so it doesn't scare me to go other places and i know that's probably what i'm gonna do like i would love to retire in radio Wherever that's going to be, yeah. which is weird because I feel like maybe it is a toxic thing. It can be very toxic. Oh, I look at two of our old co- co-workers, mm-hmm. Kendra G mm-hmm. and Tasha Makia. Yes. Both of them went from market to, to from state yep. to state to state yep. to state moving around. Yeah. At one time, Kendra was in L.A. doing television and radio. Yeah. This like there's a lot of sacrifice to this if somebody wants to get to the quote unquote top. top. Yep. Right. And and a lot of people are shooting to be the next Ryan Seacrest. Oh. Next yeah. Nick Cannon. The next Howard Stern. Because it's money. That's I, I I wonder if that's like the Or in prestige. All of it is power, right? All of it. All any of that. Anytime anytime you're a radio personality and you go to the club and they don't let you in right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know your your ego's poked a little bit. It like, is, isn't it like, funny? What, what are you talking about? Um, I don't, I don't ever say that. I'm always like, then I just go at the phone. I'm like, oh, I gotta call Buck. Okay, so then I get what I Because Buck's, Buck's got the past to everything. Yeah, yeah, so I don't ever have to like. I never feel like I have to be like, don't yeah. you know who I am? Kind of girl, because I just think that's such a rude way to 
approach things and it's like i'm blessed that i can do this like i'm really blessed yeah yeah because i feel like it's the best full-time part-time job you get to have fun i get to have fun there's sacrifices high pressure like, but like it's you fun. said it's early morning you gotta not everybody's built for it people not have, everybody is built for it the biggest question i always get asked is do you miss it my answer is no but there's a but i miss the laughing Oh, wow. I really do. Like, we would get in there on a Saturday and laugh, night. laugh, right? We would have s- such a good time, whether it's making fun of each other. It, right. It doesn't even have to be on-air stuff. No. It's behind-the-air stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. And I'm sure you have the same thing. The same thing. And there's different people, different dynamics, different stuff. You I've know? never laughed so hard in my life. And I, it was really funny yeah. that you say that. So it's funny what I do in my off time, right? So... um I probably uh, will get roasted for this, but I have Sirius Radio in my car. So I listen to Howard Stern and I mm-hmm. listen to Joel Osteen because right, he's right. like, I love him. He's got me through some hard times, but he's very inspirational. And the funny thing is today's message on the way to work at, at five o'clock in the morning was laughing is really important. Yes, it's medicine. It makes you healthy. Yes, it, I mean, it keeps uh, you healthier. Yes, like, yes. But laughing, that's... yeah. That's what I feel is like I would miss. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I agree with you. That's the hard part. It's yeah. like you come, there's a camaraderie. Yeah, there's a camaraderie. Again, you feel and like you're on a sports team. And you're in the studio yeah. and it's sort of like you're not in reality <laughs> because you're in the studio with like four other people for me in the morning and you don't really have anybody else coming in. Yeah. So you we're just... BSing our way through the morning, and we just have such a good time. Yeah, and I really it it it's funny that you get paid for it. Yeah, it's yeah. funny that you get paid for it. And then other times it's not as fun. Sometimes you just have to intro- sometimes you just have to introduce a song. Yeah, you do. Right. And it's like Hot ninety three seven coming up now is you know Drake. Yep. That's it. <laughs> That's it. There's well, not much to our it. Our first program, my first program director, Victor Starr. One thought per break. He used to say, that's the best talk break. He said, you want to do a good talk break, kid? This is back when I was like 21. <laughs> that's great. He would be like, say Hot 93.7 and say the name of the song. And you're done. I'm like, but I want to make people laugh. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's funny. It's funny what you take away from people because he yeah. always said to us, one thought per break. Yeah. I still think that way. It's really funny. Like, yeah. I still think, like, don't get yourself into too many topics in one break. Like, just yeah. really focus on one thing. He Drive was tough, but he was good. He was good. He, he was good. And he's out with Tasha McKee right now. Right. Denver. Denver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny how all that seems to, to it's go. It's a small fraternity if you will it is and i think when and he's in, another example victor star he went from state to state he to sure state. did yeah you know a lot of that too it's like your personal life can really suffer like you know i've had people that i've lived with and people that i've been involved with but it's it's always radio first like you know what are you gonna do like uh radio comes like that's right and it's hard like you gotta make choices in life and I, like you said sometimes i wave the white flag and i'm like i can't go to new york yeah i just can't do it yeah you know i'm we have this jingle jam coming up and you know jenny will be out there broadcasting live at two o'clock yeah. you're expected to go out there and support her yeah it's a long day and you got to get you're gonna have to get on stage we're gonna be in on front stage. of five thousand or however many people that hasn't that it's not my favorite thing either yeah it's just because i remember in 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 high school 
I would beg, beg my teachers, please, I'll do three oral, um, three written reports. Just don't make me get up in front of the class ah, and do an oral speaking, report. Yeah. yeah, I didn't yeah. like it. But uh, it's funny, like I've gotten over it. But like you, it's not my favorite thing. No, no. My the thing that I really didn't like about it was just the waiting around. Oh yeah, there's a lot of it's that. It's like, all right, let me just go on now and get it over yeah. with. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so that I can like go and then, relax. But then there's the whole aspect of the celebrities and this, that, and the other, and they're trying to get over too because it's their job. For a lot of them are doing it for free. Yeah, because you're right it's for the station. And I saw the list of this year's jingle jingle. Yeah, I didn't know anybody i'm so out you don't know lizzo she's time magazine's entertainer of the year wow like it's crazy in a year what has happened to that yeah some people just come flying up fast it's it's, it's crazy but look what look what happened with drake i, I i'll never forget we were yeah. at toast place for that first show yes that first show was the most yeah. amazing show i've ever now, seen yeah and now that's a great example of my hustle mm -hmm. i had the hustle for interviews yeah you got buck. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're right about that. But I remember always seeing you and Big Man. Yeah, yeah. Like Nicki Minaj, you did an interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, but we had the hustle for them. Yeah. And But I think Buck was always like, yeah, okay, yes. Because he saw the hustle. He yeah. had no choice. Yeah. I ended up in his office a few times. He's oh, like, did you're you? stepping on people's toes. Oh, he, did he really? Oh, yeah. The, the full-timer's got to be first. Wow, dude. Wow. Now, this type of thing might be accepted in New York. Right, but right, and little Harford, you know, it, it's almost like it's it's like we're dealing with adult kids, mm -hmm. and everyone has to get their turn. Oh yeah, there was a, when Fifty Cent came to the station one time. Oh yeah, um, Nelson, who was with him. At oh the time, yeah, Nelson from the record label. Yes. He requested because On Air Idiots was buzzing on the blocks. Oh, that's so good. And he comes up to Big Man. He had a rela relationship with yeah. Big Man. He's like, we want to interview with you guys. So they were, they were live with you and Buck. Oh, in the morning. Yeah, yeah. 50 was always on time. All the all the other personalities are waiting for their interview. And they went right to you. They skipped and went right to me and Big Man. Of course, 50 Cent doesn't know. He's just yeah, like, he all right, know. next interview. Yeah, next interview, yeah. It, we come into a room. It's only supposed to be 10 minutes. Buck is like, all right, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. The interview was so good, 50 wanted to keep going. What right. do you do? You say 50, you have to go to the next Yeah. Interview. He's loving it. Yeah. And he's throwing CDs against the wall and this, that, and the other. And the interview went like 25 minutes. Oh, that's great. And somebody's over in the corner like, wrap oh, up, you know? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's got to talk to more, do more interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, now this is where the hustle comes in. <laughs> I live in Farmington at the time, five minutes away. Right. I know how to video edit. So that's an advantage I had over everyone else. Yeah, that's, that's a big one. I went home. It took me 30 minutes to edit it. Boom. It's on Worldstar. That's so great. It's on Vlad. It's everywhere. This is, is this is 2008 yeah, or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's everywhere. Like get, you're so trending. I get a phone call from Buck. Oh, no. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's not even on Hot937.com. Oh. <laughs> and you got, you're on Worldstar. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the greatest. He's like, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't. I'm like, but why? I didn't do anything wrong. No, no, and you were doing what you thought you needed to do. They, they were That's barely, the hustle, they man. were barely off your interview. Like by the time it's on World Star, he's interviewing with Jenny or yeah. Fresh or whoever. 
And that's th- great, though, man. And then we, we just and Big Man tells that story all the time. Yeah, Cause it's we, great. Because Big Man end up in Buck's office all the time because <laughs> I wasn't there. Right. So he took the hits <laughs> all the time. It's like, what the hell are you guys doing? Gavin, you're so funny. <laughs> so oh so this is God. this is just an example for for folks listening of what entertainment is like. It's really toxic. It's, it's people, like, it's, it's, it's competition. Oh my gosh. Cause you have to get it on first. And if you yes. get on world star, then everyone's going to be like, yes. why, why did he get on? Right. What is he saying to 50? Right. Yeah. Like I used to make him cookies and stuff. Like, you know, yeah, we, yeah. we always used to do like f- stupid stuff, but like, we all went to his parties. I was left out of the first one. You were not. Yeah. I, I had to be on air. for. Kids I Rush. lied getting in. <laughs> <laughs> I lied getting into his house, How? his party. So, How do you lie getting into 50 Cent's house? So we went there, but for some reason, I was like, um, I'm on the list. And I said, Nancy. And then he said, uh, I don't see it here. And then I was like, oh, that's me right there. And he's like, oh, okay, go ahead. It was like Linda something else, a, d- a completely different yeah. name. Linda Waldheimer. And I was like, that's me. <laughs> and I- so when, so when Linda, when Linda decided to come to that party, oh, no. me and she was gonna be mad because her name was already crossed off. I, oh, I don't know no. if they let her in, uh, but thank you, Linda, because you let me in. But yeah, I had a lie because for some reason I wasn't on the guest list or something. It was really funny. Fifty Cent Mansion parties was the cream notorious. Of the crop it was the notorious for a good three years. Oh my god, it was everything in our business. So did you go to the pool party one? I went to all of them except for the first one. Okay. I had to be on air for Kid Fresh. Oh. So they threw me on air, and I'm sitting there watching. Is that when we all got bust in, or when we all? That's when you all got bust in. That was the big one. I missed the big one. You missed the big one. I was there for the pool party, which is the the Mob Deep video. I think the the pool party was probably the coolest. I don't know if you missed. It was the Super Bowl. Yeah. It was the Super Bowl, And then... there were strippers where, everywhere. And wasn't there like lobster on the grill? Like I think yeah. I just sat by the food and the bar. And there was tattoos. You could stop oh and get God, a tattoo. That's right. There Who was, was a, getting a tattoo? KG got a tattoo. KG got a tattoo. <laughs> and I remember someone else Drunk was Mob too. Deep getting one. Mob Deep. I don't know, man. Somebody else was getting one. Somebody I, famous. It may we're have giving been. some visuals to the listeners yeah, out here. It was I, so funny. It, it was. That was the cream of the crap for our business and it was five minutes down the road yeah and so we were fortunate in that way but just another example of how competitive it is and how you can easily feel left out and you 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 know you can't be an introvert you got to speak up and i you know i didn't have and the crazier now yeah kevin it's crazier now the because now there's like okay now we have IG and we have all social media which I think is I really feel like it's such a bad thing I mean it's a good thing somebody could somebody could blow up on social media oh yeah like we interviewed Takashi 69 in the water in a pool and like people are calling buck about it now because he's locked up and yeah Takashi is and who like I don't care about blowing up with that because you know, I, I that's not like why I got into it. You know, I got into it because I love it. I yeah. love the music and I like laughing. Yeah, laughing. Like I feel like laughing is really it's the key to it all. I feel like it's an addiction. Yeah. Because like, where else are you going to do that? Are you mm. going to do that if you work at the Hartford? Maybe, but then shout out to the Hartford. I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't know what it's like, but my dad owned an insurance company. That's why I say that. And my dad was a serious cat, smart, funny. 
like when he was partying, he was a funny guy. Um, but I feel like radio's fun. Yeah. But it can eat you up and spit you out. It can eat you up and spit you out. And that's a good segue to what I want to talk about next as we wrap this up because I know you got to go. What do you say to someone that wants to get into it? A 16-year-old comes to you and says, hey, I, I want to do this. I want to be on the radio. I'm like, why do you want to be on the radio? If you yeah. if you think it's for money, don't. I no. My first job, I was so broke. My mom had to send me clothes and food. I think I made $10,000 maybe. And I was living in Houston, which was good because the oil boom. So it was cheap living. But I was broke. Yeah. I had to move home. I lived with my parents for a long time because, you know, radio, you don't make money. No. And I, until I, you get into a morning show. Until you, <laughs> and then you have to get an agent, which I did. Mm. Because as a female, I felt I was I was always a little bit beneath the guys because yeah. it's still a men's club. Yeah. So I got a male agent and I was like, he'll get me money. That's smart. <laughs> That's smart. It was smart, um, but it was, it's a grind, man. It'll chew up and spit you out. Yeah. It's, it's, and when you're a part timer without a contract, they can cut you off so fast. Now contracts are different too with this new company and new companies are different. Yeah. Yeah. What's there like clauses where? Oh, yeah. They could change you anywhere. It's like really odd. There's no, uh, relaxing. Could they hit you up and just be like, yeah, we want to relocate you to Houston? Yep. Wow. For afternoons. Like, you know, it's different. Like, it's different than what it used to be. It's wow. different than what it used to be. And that's why I'm, like, thankful every day. That's what I think I, I, I get away from this. And this is sort of what I say is, like, I really go into work pretty blessed. I feel very blessed. Yeah. And I know it's not going to last forever. And I'll maybe I'll have to go to Nashville or somewhere else or something and do another radio gig if I can. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay with that. Like, um. I give you so much credit being able to get out of it. Thanks. I don't think I can. I think it's wrapped up in my DNA now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like that's. It's what I do. It's not who I am, but it's what I do. Yeah. And unless, you know, Animal Planet's hiring. <laughs> <laughs> so to the little 16 year old that's it's thinking about hard. radio. I would say, what are you in it for? Yeah. If it's money. It's going to be a long time. It's going to be a long money. time before you see any. A yeah. long, yeah. long, long time. And I hope you like your yeah. parents because you're going to live with them for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And then I would say, how badly do you want it? And like, then, what can you sacrifice that you love in your life now that you're going to have to give up? Yeah. And the other thing is, how do you deal with your own heightened ego? That's a big you, point. You get too. on the radio and you become, quote unquote, somebody. Like I remember my first two months on the radio, I got so many calls from people I went to high school with. Oh yeah, because you're college from here. With, yeah, right. And it was like, oh my gosh, I remember you in high school, or oh, I remember your college radio show. I thought you were stupid for going into that dang thing. But look at you now, and it, you have to, you have to deal with constant compliments. It's weird too, and 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 hate 
And especially and so, social media now is yeah. really big for that. Is and it? I'll block people if they're really mean. Yeah. For no reason, I'll block them because it's just, for me, it just it's hurtful. Like, I'm sensitive about it, which is funny in yeah. this business that you can be still sensitive. Yeah, you're on a stage, essentially. Right. So I feel like it's interesting that you bring up the ego. I feel like that's it. <laughs> it can protect you, and yet it makes you feel like, oh, I need to be, you know. Yeah. I don't know. The ego thing is hard. Yeah. Everybody has one because it kind of either can protect you or drive you. Yeah. And when those compliments come in, it can make you feel like, you know, you're big, something. Big, something you're big you're something, right? right? And I feel like when you lose a job, like I've, I've lost a radio job. Um, my mother passed away and then I lost a job. Mm. So it was like, and then I had to move away to go to Buffalo to get my, to get a job. And so, um, that was a big blow to my ego, and I feel that made me appreciate it a mm. lot more. I think when you get fired and it humbles you a little bit, your ego sort of dies a little bit. Yeah. So then it doesn't hurt so much. You know, now if I lost my job, I'd be like, okay. I mean, I'd be like, oh, that sucks. But you put your time in. You've lived your dream. I have. I have. Well, I really have. I feel that, but you, you say, I can't, you know, you give me credit for leaving, but I felt the same way. I had already... I, I felt like I did it. But what right, was more to do? Because you were you're from here, so that's a big thing. That's people big. still remember me. Of course. So it's not it doesn't go away. You were a big presence in there, and I don't know if you realize like you just had a very big personality, <laughs> and you and you still do. Mm-hmm. It's clear, like you still really do have a big personality. It's relaxed I, now, but yeah. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, how did you transition into that? How did you transition from the ego of radio Spir- to spirituality? That's it. So, was there a click for you? Like, what made you say, "I can walk away and be okay"? Oh uh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I met the Blue Antelope. <laughs> well, the Blue Antelope. Uh, I talked about that story on episode twenty of this podcast, and that uh, I went to an ashram in New York and I met this I met a mystic oh it's so cool I met a man that not not everyone gets to meet yeah and he wasn't normal yeah he wasn't like us yeah there's no ego there and how is that that guy I find that interesting I met him in July mm-hmm. of 2012 and I was gone by December 2012 holy cow yeah Wow, it's a, it's amazing. Like, and I was already going to health school too. Yeah, you really were. I you was, had lost so much weight. You had stopped smoking. I was making the transition, mm. but when I met the blue antelope—that's what I call him. Yeah, that's when everything changed because it was like, instead of wanting to be like Howard Stern or Jay Z, it yeah. was like, wow, here's a man who's got nothing. He's a wanderer. He's a wandering mystic, and he's transcended society. He's transcended language. He's transcended his emotions. He's transcended everything. Nothing can shake him, and he's happy, and he's compassionate. So I want to be like that. I don't want to be like like what you wanted, Howard Stern. Yeah. So my view just changed, and then I just went down the beaten path. That's it's all. it's it's really interesting. That here we are, inner peace with Doctor. <laughs> I know, but I feel like that's such a beautiful transition, though. Yeah. Because, like, I I say to people, like, gosh, I have a really loud life, and it's you got to find that quiet. Quiet, you have to. You can't, and and I just feel like I was amazed by him. He would meditate four hours every morning. I'm like, with the sun coming up. I'm like, so he's getting up like you're getting up for the morning yeah. show. Yeah. But his morning show is meditation. Wow. And I'm just like, who 
are you? And so where do you, do you meditate exist? in the morning or at night? Both. You, you do. Both. I find my most effective. Um, it's interesting because I, I ride to work in quiet. It's very interesting. Or I'll listen to Joel Osteen. Audio is very important. Yeah. It was a big for me. Yeah. Very, very big. So I either it's nothing or Joel. And then, um, I, I don't know. I find that I find my best meditation is at night. Yeah. You'd be surprised. And the nighttime is very tempting because the sun goes down. Now we want our comfort foods. Yep. And now we want our comfort television. Mm. And so... Breaking those habits are huge. They're huge. I and always I, I always aim for 90 minutes meditation in the morning and 90 minutes meditation at night. So three hours a day. Well, that's pretty good. I I only get to probably an hour, and that's not every night. Yeah. I sleep soundly, though. What's yeah. one of the things that I really... Well, you're if, up early. So. I know. But it's, it's funny because a lot of people can't go to sleep. They can't yeah. tune it out. And I feel like going and taking classes with meditation and finding out how to quiet myself because mm. I just felt like I had to move all the time. Or, Isn't that feeling when the consciousness starts fading away as you're falling asleep? Isn't it just a beautiful it's feeling? It's the most beautiful thing. Now, it my, is the most beautiful thing. Well, my guru says that's death. I, in I, a good way. I can see that. He's saying if you can start getting comfortable with falling asleep, then you're going to be comfortable with dying. Of course. Because that's what it's going to be like. You're just going to fade out and boom. And you hope it's that nice, right? I hope it's that nice. I do. I, well, I, it, that's what it's going to be unless it's an immediate yes, right. like impact of some sort, like, like an accident. De, or like Denise DeCenzo. She died in her sleep, but it was a massive heart attack. Massive heart attack. And we don't know if she went through... A minute or two of suffering we don't know or it was instant she's a great example of somebody like yourself who's made a mark yeah. as a broadcaster yeah. in this and county she's, and they're she's all older, but she's amazing she's amazing they're celebrating her oh she's but she's she was no one can say anything bad about her yeah like there's nobody that has met her denise could say a bad thing about her um, you know, you hope that in your life that you kind of can leave some kind of legacy like that, right? You yeah. hope that you can make a difference with people and they'd be like, ah, she was really great. She did great things. And that's what you really hope. Not just that you made good radio. She's, but been, that, she's definitely being celebrated locally. Holy cow, is she? And she got celebrated in, nationally by Gail King. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. There's a paradox to it that the the world moves on no matter who dies mm. that's a really humbling concept mm -hmm. that we all need to understand it's true they can celebrate you all I, it you could be you know jay-z you could be lady die you could be mm -hmm. beyonce you could be some of the biggest celebrities in the world that celebration is going to end it is and unless you reach, it's, it's, the world's going to go on. It's going to go on. I it goes like on no matter it, how famous you are. And I say that too. Even somebody like Michael Jackson, who's oh, and Whitney. as at the top as, as the you, top can, you get, can get as far as fame. Yeah. Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley. It killed it, him. They, it, it, the, the entertainment business killed them. I, I mean, we know that. It's, well, he was at it's such a high level. But how do you cope? He became what? a recluse. You yeah, know. your coping skills, like, 
you went into something that was so healthy though. Like really, like you became so educated Mm -hmm. and I just feel like it was, you know, I, I feel like it's sad. These people don't have people around them who could celebrate. Yeah. Get yourself healthy. Yeah. Get yourself clean and sober. The young rapper just died. Got off a plane. Oh my gosh. I forgot. I don't know who he is. Juice World. Juice World. He was at the station. I really liked him. 21 years old. 21 years old and he was doing Percocet and because Future was singing about that. Mm. So, you know, he said when he was 14 years old, he tried Percocet because of Future Song. And, you know, you don't think that there's a lot of influence in music, but there sure is. And so do you think the the plane being on the plane must have moved something around in him and he got off and had a he was, he stroke? had a well-known habit okay popping pills and you know you look at that he just turned 21 he was 20 really like he five days ago before he died he so you, you got him as an example you got takashi 69 as an example who got into gang life and ended up in jail look at 50 he got shot nine times this fame thing is you know it's a monster. It's a monster. It's a monster. <laughs> it's absolutely like I don't be careful what you wish for. It's so true. It's really true. Like, you know, you know me. Like I've had two hip replacements and a knee replacement. Mm. And granted, that was not from radio, but it was, you know, that I did marathons and I've, you know, I skied since I was four and horseback riding and running and whatever. But, you know, it. It wasn't from the talk breaks. <laughs> it wasn't from the talk breaks, but I had a kidney stone operation in February. Ooh, that hurts. Yeah, you know, and I feel like that's stress related. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of stress. What's more stress related than having bad health than something happening to your body? Oh, there's nothing worse. Yeah. There's nothing worse than that. Yeah. Like, I feel like, listen, jobs will come and go. Friends will come and go. Finances. Boyfriends will come and yep. go. Finances, you yep. might lose it. You might gain it. You, yeah. You know, um, when you got to go in for a surgery or, or anything else that really, I had to get a will together. Like that's pretty humbling in itself. Mm. Like, Oh shoot. I might not come out of this. Like mm. they're, they make you do a will when you get a knee replacement in New York. Yeah. Oh yeah, they do. And wow. so you had to think about life like that. Wow. And, um, you got to think about your mortality. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and I'm an organ donor, and I'm like, well, if I go, someone's going to hopefully oh, Nancy, be able to use is, my parts. This is why I've taken this path, because there's nothing bigger than your own death. There isn't. There's nothing. There isn't. It's the biggest event of your life. It, it makes is. It makes marriage look like a puppy. <laughs> your death is the biggest event of your life, and if you don't prepare. I don't think people think about that. I do. have to prepare for it. And probably because I've seen both my parents pass. So I'm, I am I know what that is. And my mom passed very young. She was 59 and had breast cancer, but she was 47 diagnosed. Mm. So, um, you know, and my dad passed from lung cancer. He smoked until he was 50. Mm. But he had a 35-year reprieve, so he was pretty lucky. But I feel like when you look at people and you're with them when they die, that you're right. There's nothing. That's no, it. It's nothing bigger. There's nothing bigger. This and is going to be the end of and it. There, and there's an opportunity there. There's a small window of opportunity. If you die in fear, you miss the opportunity. If you die dancing and celebrating and yep. like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. This is what's happened with Socrates. They poisoned him because he, the government didn't like him. They poisoned him. And, you know, he was losing he was losing um, feeling in his legs. Yeah. He was coming up and his disciples were around him and they're like, oh, master, you know. You know, what? and he's just like, no, this is great. He's like, I can't wait to know what this is going to be like. Where where do we go? What is it? Think about it like a little window. 
you got to catch it. You know, you if, if you go in fear, you're going to miss it. Right. You're going to miss it. So that's why people take the spiritual path. The I way. think that's always been, yeah, and I feel like that, you know, it's funny to eat, have like one toe in and one toe out because I'm, I'm in the industry and it's, it's, it'll suck the life out of you if you're not, if you're not yeah. smart. And that's why I've always, I've gotten a balance. Like the last 10 years of my life, I got a balance. Like I got Lenny and I have my dogs and I have family that I really like and, and you know, I'm vegetarian and I feel like that's a kinder way to live. And I think you have to really you have to be authentic, right? And you got Buck. <laughs> <laughs> right? Have Buck. He can do he can eat all the meat he wants. <laughs> he can get you in any party, any yeah, concert. Any party. Anything. He's the key master. He's the key master. So yeah, I, I kinda do have the key master in my hand. But I feel like I'm spiritually like one foot in and one foot out. Like it's interesting. It's I did, hard to go all the way when you're in entertainment. It's really it's it's a drug. Like, you know, uh, I hate to say that, but it is, it's, it's, um, it's very alluring. And so for the 16 year old, like you said, what do you say to them? It's a beast, man. It's a drug. It's, it's a really big beast and you better be ready to slay it. You know, Mm -hmm. don't lose yourself in this business. And you can, that's one of the things too, that was really interesting. When I had my knee replaced, I had to be off the air for four weeks. That was, it's like unheard of really, but. How did it feel? Oh man, it was nice not getting up at 4 a.m. <laughs> Did you feel like your job was threatened? I don't look at it that way. I feel I've been always pretty good that way. I'm like, if I go away and they say I'm not that great, well then I'm not supposed to be there. Yeah, I'm really not. I'm yeah. really not supposed to be there. It's cool. Like if it ends up that way, networking is a big part of this business. It sure is. It's something that I was never good at. I'm not good at it either. I got, at all. I got by because I had big man. Yep. I'm not good Perhaps at it. Perhaps you get by because you have. Buck. I, get, I get by for Buck because I don't feel. It feels dirty to me. It feels you know. It's always felt dirty to me. Like just to get to know someone it's, for what they can do for me, and I just. It's fake. Yeah, yo, dude, I'm really not good fake. at it. And I, I've I, never been good at that. I came face to face with that when I left radio. The record labels stopped calling. Yeah. And then, here's the funny thing. A year, two, three years later, you might get a call from a record label representative. Hey, Kate Duff. Hey, how you doing, man? You got to play this record. I'm, man, I've been off the air for four years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where you been? Yeah, what is that? That's crazy. Because they don't care. They don't care. They're not they don't paying care. attention to you. Mm-hmm. It's just what can you do for me and what can I do back for you? Yeah. It's this really weird dynamic. It's a fake business. Yeah, I, I I feel exactly like you. Like it's just it never felt genuine for me to like network so I could get into a party. Like that just right. is not who I am. Except for the fifty cent mansion. Yeah, hell yeah, that right. Is, I, I'll lie. Those getting were into the, that. Those were the ones that we wanted to get into. <laughs> I think Fifty Cent needs a repent. Yeah, it was right? debauchery. There. He was. That was that was the uh, the Hugh Hefner, East Coast Hugh Hefner type Playboy Mansion. You know, yeah. I've never been a big networker. I've like I like going to the parties, but eh, like, what's it really going to do for me? Like, yeah. it. I mean, not that what it's going to do for me, but like, is that going to make you happy? That's no. a really empty happiness if that makes you happy. Yeah, and then it becomes a drug. You got to keep going and get it. And now the younger kids coming in, they're all addicted to social media and it's every, you're yeah. only as big as how many views you get. Yeah. It's really funny yeah. to see how, how it's, it's ratings. It's ratings. 
<laughs> like we were just it's, talking it's, about dude, if you go viral it's like crazy they're so happy yeah now i remember when when i put out an interview and if it got picked up by a blog yeah like, how many hits did it yeah. get and this that, and the other and it's now crazy. now you don't even need celebrities it's about your abs or your yeah, new dress right. or mm-hmm. you know it's we're in a different, your waist trainer we're in a different society than we were Sad. 15 years ago i don't think it's better no i mean social media is a gift and it's a curse oh it's a curse i tell you i think it's <laughs> yeah it's a magnifying glass for the ego it is it yeah really is. that's that's a good way to put it it is it really is and again entertainment and social media in general it sort of ropes and tricks people into thinking there's something that they're not you're right like we're different on the outside we have yeah. different personalities we have different skin color different eye color but we're all made of the same stuff we're, we're just it's we're the same it's interesting though because like a lot of people fall into that trap right of the kim kardashians how many likes do i have how many followers do i have you know and for you to say i follow this guy um the blue antelope or whatever he was <laughs> yeah <laughs> he you know for someone to not have anything and that was what you thought was the best thing in the planet. You know, a, I feel like that's, he had a bag. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. That's I it, mean, man. Wealth is, is uh, peace. It, yeah. There's nothing like it. Nope. There's nothing like it. I can't tell you how much I love sleeping. When somebody can insult you or embarrass you and you're not insulted or embarrassed, that's peace. That is peace. That's that peace. is peace. That's when you're unshakable. Yeah. I have to work on that. Yeah. yeah. We we all we all do. We yeah. all do. And I hope the podcast is helping and I appreciate your time. I know of you got to go. You're welcome to so the great. Welcome to the Bridge Healing Let Arts Center. Let me tell you what. This is amazing. It's a nice place, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm going to have to come here and chill with you again. Yes. Yeah. We have, we have a healthy happy hour coming up in January. I will be here. Oh, January 16th. I will be here. You're right here in the kitchen. I will be here at the kitchen. Yeah. Free food. Yeah. God bless you for doing what you're doing, dude. Thank you. I really appreciate that you even thought of me, but I I uh I admire what you you're doing. Thank you. So you can check out Nancy at uh, uh, hot937.com. On my social media, I'm at Radio Chick One. That's the easiest way to find me. Radio Chick One. Radio Chick One. And if you're looking for me and my work, go to drreese.com. That's doctor spelled out. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese. If this episode opened your heart, feel free to share on social media and tell your loved ones. Also, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, may peace be with you.